blood will flow like Fago. My dick would be inverted. Keep grinding, butt brother. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm super stoked that you are joining us for episode 227 of the show. What a number. Um, if you didn't, if you tuned in last week or if you noticed in your iTunes that our show didn't show up, it's because we didn't do one. And you're like, oh, that's fucked up, but you deserve a break. But we did do one on patreon.com. So if you are a subscriber or if you were thinking about being a subscriber, go there and pledge at the $5 a month level. And look, if you want to hear that episode, just pledge $5 and then stop. Like I can't, I'm not going to stop you from doing that. I I couldn't if I tried. Um, but if you're, you know, if you're interested in the behind the scenes stuff, we're doing more of it. We did a whole show just for Patreon people last week. And I feel like there's more of that to come. So patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. If you are so inclined, it was funny. It was a Q and a episode and I've, and those are fun to do. They're a little, little looser, a little more raw. There's a certain, you know, there's places we'll go and, uh, we'll only do it there. So patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Um, if you would like to be featured here on this show, you can also reach out mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com. That's the email address, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Voicemail. We're getting some interesting voicemails lately. Notice I didn't say good. Interesting, though. A lot of people want to talk about people who are ancillary to what we do here on a weekly basis, which is interesting. Um, I don't know what it means, but... You're welcome to reach out. 949-464-TBLS is the voicemail line. And then could use some new blood on our Facebook page. Just saying. Get a lot. Not that not that there's anything wrong with the current posters, but it's the same few guys mostly. So join our Facebook page and don't be a wallflower. Like if you see something funny, share it. Or if you have something to say or you want to discuss the show, if there's stuff you want to talk about on the show... You can do it there at our The Baller Lifestyle Podcast Facebook group or The Baller Lifestyle Podcast Facebook page. I don't really know. One of those. Um, And, of course, iTunes. I haven't looked at the reviews lately. I'm due for a review meltdown. If I go there and see another – I'm not going to do it during the show. But if I go there and see another fucking two-star – and don't don't troll me with these two-stars because it fucks up how we show up. When people – if people search – for our uh, for comedy or sports, which we're both of, if they search and we have a bunch of two, there's an algorithm to this. The fucking nerds have figured it out. And if there's a bunch of one and two star reviews, then we won't pop up in people's searches. So don't be a douche like that one guy. That's it. And you should really check out that Patreon episode, even if you only do it for pledge for one month. To listen to that and then wait till we do it again and then you can pledge again and listen to that one and do it that way it's it's hey however you want to do it whatever man it's cool try it out um joining me now it's the co-host of the show his name's ed daly ed how are you i'm doing well i wanted to um applaud the great people of the internet for once again getting some jerk off fired 
Um, is this the pool guy? The, is this the pool guy? Yeah. There's the, he's like, there's black I, people Adam. at my pool. Every week yeah. this happens. Black people at my pool. It was 4th of July. There was no, there was no reason for it, but he was all bent out of shape. The internet fucked him up. He's out of a job. I think North Carolina. Yeah, wherever. Doesn't matter. It's not Stop important. We don't want to be places. For people not committing a crime. I know. Who, I mean, it's, it's a simple rule. Why right. would you call the police? I am so so. The, At best, you're a narc. So the other right? the, the other day, I was. This is just a random. I was getting coffee. And it was the afternoon. I was getting an iced coffee, and I was I was walking from my car to the Starbucks that I go to in the afternoon. These um these like quasi homeless looking dudes walked past me, white guys. Not that that matters. And there, I noticed that when I parked, I parked next to a vehicle. It was like a Ford Expedition, and you know, like a older model. Ford Expedition, and it clearly looked like somebody was living in it, and that is pretty common around where I live, so I didn't think very much of it. And I so I went and got my coffee, and I came back, and so these guys walked past me as they as I was coming in, and so and they looked homeless, and not that there's anything wrong with that. Everybody's got their own road to hoe, and uh, so I go in and get my coffee, and I come out, and. When I come out, they're at the vehicle that I had parked next to that, that appeared to be someone's domicile. And one of them is sitting in the passenger seat and the other one is standing next to him in the, in the open door. And it looked sketchy. It was a sketchy. Looked like a transaction. It was a sketchy looking thing. And then I like kind of just like sat up a little bit and I didn't even have to really sit up that far to see because his car was higher than mine but so he wasn't doing much to hide it and I see that he has a glass pipe commonly used to smoke methamphetamine in his hand and he's lighting it he's like warming up the meth with the lighter just right there out in the fucking open in a parking lot where there's like people and kids around and I'm there like, I say raisin Yes, very brazen. And I was like, I was pulling out and I was like, like, should I call the cops on this guy? And I'm like, it's not really a 911 situation. The problem is, if he's about to go on the road, that's the only dilemma. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should have, but I felt, but here's the thing. I don't like know the number to the police and it wasn't actually an emergency. Right, so now you just be tying up nine one one. And I was like, I don't like, kill some guy's buzz. Right, I don't like somebody could be dying, and I, it doesn't seem like I should call nine one one. And I don't really know how to get a a hold of the police. So I so I made a deal with myself that if I saw any police as I was leaving the parking lot, I would certainly let them know. <laughs> and that's and that's as far as I went with it. The point is, you, you went quarter narc there. Yes, but the point is, is that. That was probably a reason to call the police, and I didn't do it because I was kind of too lazy and I was kind of in a quandary as to who exactly to call. But these fucking these these motherfuckers, they'll call nine one one because somebody's selling goddamn water too loudly on the street. <laughs> you know, it's like it's insane. And remember, I think when we talked about it last, we were talking about she the the girl. Her excuse was she was distracting her from working from home which was all kinds of bullshit because she's she's at she's 
she's living right near a baseball stadium. Of course. But then on top of that, she's you in found a high traffic jo- area in general. Yes. But the the job she worked at, she was was it selling weed to animals? Yeah, I think it, it was, was like yeah, it was real C- stupid. CBD like we're giving doggy treats or something. It's a yeah. it's a very lucrative business right now. I think. Yeah, it was like dogs and horses and pigs. Yeah. But that was the job she couldn't concentrate. I know. Bullshit. It's and then it's like. So this, so this most recent guy, he was like one of these fucking self-appointed watch guys. Yeah, where he's like, oh, I got, I'm in charge around here. And so he asked this broad, I need to see your ID or your, because he like didn't believe she belonged in the pool, and she like showed him her key card. I, if if that motherfucker would have asked me, I would have showed him my fucking dick because I would have been like, get the <laughs> fuck out of my face. And, but she's, she, Hey, she, here, look, I belong. Here's my key card. Oh no, no, no. I need to see your fucking ID. Hey, go fuck yourself, dickhead. Like, honestly, what, what, who are these fucking people that have anointed themselves the watchdog of the world that we're going to, I'm going to watch out for everybody and make sure they don't come too close to any black people. Fuck off. Go fuck yourself. It's really, there's just, and I love all of the, the one thing I will watch, I love all of their apology interviews. Oh, that's great. Well, cause oh, they anyone who knows me, of course I'm not racist. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Pretty much the only thing we know about you is you're racist. Yeah, ask ask my best friend Harold down at the plant. He'll tell you, oh, where you work? Ooh, where you used to work. I bet Harold's <laughs> fucking glad to see you gone, cocksucker. Uh, I, should say, I should say, a quick aside, there's a bit of a Skype issue going on right now between Ed and myself, so that the line that we have is not great, and I'm hoping to be able to clean it up in post- as we say oh. in the biz. So but we're, we're just, we're doing heroes work. Yeah. So that you don't, so that you guys don't hear it when it's done and f- edited and everything. So, but if you do, uh, Hey, go fuck yourself. What am I supposed to do? It's yeah. we're 3000 miles apart. Give us a break. Uh, Ed, did you, yeah. What, what episode number is this? This is episode two, two, seven. If only, if only we could commemorate this with a special review of a television show. So we we um, we recently, and I should have I should have pulled this up. I don't know if I'd be able to find it. We recently did a. It was what, around the first of the year. No, when was it? Oh, it was it was March Madness. We did a, an '80s sitcom bracket, and the show two two seven which happens to be the number episode we're on right now, 227. The show 227 was an early out. I can't remember who it went up against. But, but it, it was a terrible. Yeah, I did. think it actually ran. So the seedings were based on the number of seasons. Yeah. And I think I think it ran a good amount of seasons that it probably had a high seed. It's a Friday night show, man. You get on Friday night, nobody watches. You don't have to pull a number. They just need to plug something in. You get on Friday night. You're not going to make the big bucks. You're not going to make the friends money. But you're going to hang around for a while. You get can it. fly under the radar for a while. Yeah, you get somebody to take care of the money you are making. Is a lot of people are going to be taken care of. That's what you do. You get you a Friday night show. Don't don't shoot too high because you're going to get canceled. So Friday right. night, you hang around like she's the sheriff. 
it was on for a long ass time. Yeah, so when we were approaching the episode number 227, I thought maybe I should do a little review of the show 227, better, and I Googled me. it. Yeah. And sure enough, there was an episode, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 1987. Mm. So <laughs> I'm guessing for me, that was... Uh, 10, almost 11 years old, celebrating a Valentine's Day that was, I was still many Valentine's Days off from Valentine's Day paying off in any way. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was 10 year old, me. I was 12. So I don't think I was, no, wait, I had yet to turn 12. I was 11. Right, you were 11. I was, I was 10, almost 11. Yeah, I was 11. So there wasn't shit going on for me. February 14th, 1987. But, yeah. and we've talked about that. We randomly watched this show because we had nothing going on. Yeah. I definitely would have remembered this one. I did not see this episode before. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, you have a much better recall than but I do. This one would have so. stood out. Yeah. Um, so what, what happened? So, right away, so you play it, it's on YouTube. And right away, you forget what a bummer the theme song is. There's no place like home. Oh, yeah. By Marla Gibbs. Yeah. Let her sing the theme song. She got paid twice. No place like home. It's awful. It's awful. Also, um, they lived in like a tenement. They lived in like a project. So I don't know that that's, I mean, there's way better places than where you live. That's right. This was like a shitty area of D.C. Oh, it was D.C. It took place in D.C., Chocolate City. It was in the Chocolate City, and they decide to give a television show to the Jeffersons, Surly Maid. But she's not not the maid. She's she's her own character. She's her own character. And the show, you can tell from the theme song, it's about women, including Olivia from Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. And... Uh The, the weed smoking granny from How to Be a Menace while drinking your gin and juice in the hood, yeah. the Wayans brother. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of know her. She was. I know who she, she is. was. The old black lady in a lot of shit. Yeah, I know who she is. And then the daughter is played by, by Regina King, who probably has worked more than anyone in Hollywood history. She works a lot, but it's, Fancy Saw seems to watch a lot of shows that feature Regina King, um, and it's She's the daughter in. Scrooged. She 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 yeah, just works. She's the sister in Friday. She does a lot of yeah. network shows, and usually if Regina King's in it, and it's nothing against her, it's just the projects that feature Regina King. I'm usually out on. So that's yeah. She's on some NBC shows, and I just Fancy Sauce watches them, and I I, don't, I just don't. Then they flash up the dad and son, but they were they were filler. Nobody, nobody. Well, I think all of the shows revolved around the women. I remember the dad, and he was like this big dude, and he had a serious soup shifter. Yeah, the guy, the guy was stashed yeah. up. Yeah. So it it starts off the premise: they're running a fundraiser for kids in a hospital. I I guess this is their job because all the women are um, sitting around the home. The the three women I talked about. Yeah. Which is also awful because. These maniacs live on top of each other yeah. and then spend their free time hanging out and working together. Yeah, it's a little weird. Which is which is disturbing. And they just they they announced they've made after three weeks worth of three women trying to raise money, they've raised two hundred and forty dollars. Oh, fuck. For like the church or something? 
Yeah, some sort of children's hospital church fundraiser. But if this is their job, even in 1987, three women are averaging $80 a piece. Yeah, I mean, just figure you could take up a collection and get. I mean, with with inflation, what do you think that was? Like 400 bucks back then? Modern money? $80 a piece, three weeks? They weren't even pulling in working full time. They weren't even pulling in thirty dollars a week yeah. per person. Yeah, it's pretty weak. That's not, that's not good fundraising. Gotta agree. And then neighbor Jack Hay comes in. Do we know? Do we know what season of two two seven this was? Nineteen eighty seven. Because Jack Hay, she started off as she was an ancillary character. She was the wacky neighbor. And she she was Jackie Harry. Jackie and then Harry, she became, right? Jack Hay. Yeah, and but, she and she started to feature yeah, her more. They had, had already cast her up. Yeah, yeah. So she was Sandra, and then yeah. she put a big affectation, and she walks in, and there's the it. She gets the Fonzie applause. So it oh, must she have goes, been. Yeah. That, yeah, that was her thing. I wish I had a thing. I could do one thing. If you could still do one thing and be famous, that's like that Logan Paul guy on YouTube. He does the splits. Lots of splits. <laughs> he does the splits and, and dancing on grapes. And right. Last Doesn't year just... he bought he paid cash for like a seven million dollar house. So who's the fucking dummy? Me. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So then they establish her. She does her Fonzie entrance, and then they establish she's the horror of the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Well yeah. And so then, so then they're talking about maybe I guess they're spending that money, and so they go to a local toy store, but it's already closed, and it's just. Marla Gibbs and the dude with the big cookie duster, her her husband. And they bang on the door, and this guy looks out at them and lets him into the toy store. But immediately, he goes, keep it down. And the guy working the toy store is Bernie Lomax from Weekend at Bernie's, (laughs) which I've only known him to be dead. No, but he he worked a lot in the eighties. He did the, he did the sitcom yeah, rounds, but I I didn't remember him as a live being. Right. I just remembered him as a dead guy. That was best His job. Thing was kind of similar though, <laughs> just eyes open. Best best job ever. They did like three of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's clear the shifty dude Bernie Lomax is robbing the store, oh. and they they he let them in. He's like, hurry up, hurry up, will you? And um, this is this is vaguely bringing back memories for me. I feel like so the I'm only and and I I thought about it. the only time I remembered him working as a live person was he played a burglar in a different Strokes episode where he comes to Willis's work and robs like a like a feel like he robbed a, like a garage. It was. He stole the money yeah. from like a, a mechanic or right, something like right. that. But he he played the shifty guy. He had he just that kind of face. Play. I feel like he did a Miami Vice or two. Like he he just looks like that. So right. So they realize he's a robber, and right when they realize it, he pulls out his gun. Yeah. But I guess when he let them in, he didn't relock the door or anything. So they get a new visitor, Pee Wee Herman. He just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> just Pee Wee shows up, and we're not talking like Paul Rubens. Hey, no, he's what's doing up? The I'm in the neighborhood. No, he no. didn't. He only did Pee Wee Herman back then. But he didn't he's play in character. Yes. Like he's shopping. Yes. He's Pee Wee's just shopping in 
in a very black area of DC. In, ni- a- in 1987, was there a bigger star than Pee Wee Herman? I mean, he was he was at the pinnacle of his powers. It's shocking that they were <laughs> able to book him for the show. Yeah, he says he's doing a show in Washington, but all his props got lost at the airport. Oh, he's so playing he's doing himself. A big shot. He's doing a big, but but he's he's not playing Paul Rubens. He's playing he's playing Pee Wee Herman as if he's entertaining people. Yes, but but he he's got a big show enough to play at a big stadium in D.C. But he doesn't have his own props, so he's sort of working some sort of carrot top angle that he needs kids toys, and he has nobody producing his show. No handlers. So he's got to buy the stuff himself. Oh, he he says he needs a ray gun and he grabs the robber's gun. So, I mean, we've talked about this many times, how much cocaine was consumed in the 80s. Tons. Just think of that premise. Mountains. <laughs> oh. Oh um, God. So Bernie Lomax. So then he grabs the gun, think it's a ray gun. And of course, Pee-wee's being all goofy and the guy takes the gun back. And then he orders everyone to the storeroom, and they make a bunch of Oprah and Sylvester Stallone jokes. So it shows how long <laughs> Oprah Oprah's was pretty new on the scene back then, though. But I guess she was just starting to beat Donahue. Right. So they were making a big deal. And then Pee Wee is acting like Pee Wee the whole time. And then suddenly, Sandra gets escorted back and starts flirting with Pee Wee because. She's a whore. We've established right. that. So she wants to have sex with Pee Wee Herman. She'd fuck a nerdy adult white man child, white man right. child. Yeah. And they're right. Who gives out zero sexuality? No. And why, why was she in the toy store? It wasn't that they were all going together. It was the husband and wife and then Pee Wee. And then somehow Sandra gets back there because she was Fonzie at this point, so like, she had to be. In there. They couldn't write her in in the first place. So like, just have her go along with with Marla Gibbs and the guy with the mustache. Right. Exactly. So they they. I feel like they just did a kind of a game of Mad Libs. Sandra makes a cool in the gang reference. Uh, the guy with the big mustache makes a Kunta Kinte reference, and they're all tied up. And then Pee Wee busts out of his ropes. And calls the husband Kunta because he doesn't. I don't think he understands the Kunta Kinte reference. Oh, that's a Kunta Kinte was a slave in Roots. Yeah, and he's calling him Kunta. So then Pee Wee, they never showed why does he have superhuman strength. He just busts through his ropes. He unties everyone, but they're still locked in the room. Then they try to convince Pee Wee to crawl through air ducts and help him. Um. Just but go that, out the door. Oh no, they're locked in the room. They're locked in, and they didn't. They didn't know what to do. So what do they do? They have Sandra use her sexuality like a weapon. <laughs> there was and a then, lot of that in the eighties. You don't yeah, see that so, anymore. And so then, all of a sudden, the asexual Pee Wee Herman gets all charged up to go to go for it, and then Pee Wee gets out. But they show Bernie Lomax escorting him back into the. Yeah. He must have escaped from the the air ducts and then just got sent right back. Busted. So Sandra comes up with a new idea. She's going to fuck their way out of it and she tries to sex up Bernie Lomax. Okay, now I'm getting kind of into it. I feel like I've seen this porn before. 
Yeah, so uh, the the giant hair and bad jewelry, she's really thrown it on Bernie Lomax. He's not buying. Is it. she doing the like yeah. thing? Yeah, oh, that's so that's bad. her being sexual. My and dick then, would be inverted. <laughs> yeah, then Marla Gibbs pretends to be Gladys Knight and says the others are her pips, which oh, I don't think gosh. the pips look like Pee Wee Herman. Black humor. And then they're like, we haven't made enough references. Pee-wee dresses as Rambo and starts shooting fake arrows at the burglar holding a gun. What, why does he take that, the time to dress up? It, no explanation. That doesn't work. He blows bubbles and tosses the suds in the guy's face, and the guy goes blind, and they attack him and take his gun. I'm not then, buying it. No, it doesn't make sense. Then they've, got, they've already got a gun turned on him. Kiwi then starts tickling Bernie Lomax. Tickling? I don't know why he's tickling him. It's a gay move. Yeah. So then they all go back. Then they go back to the 227 house. Pee-wee joins them. And they play the song Tequila. And they all did the Pee-wee Herman dance. Uh, what's her name? The girl we were just talking the about. Tequila dance from Pee-wee's Regina, venture? Yeah. Oh Regina God. King and Pee-wee do the Pee-wee dance. And then Sandra and Pee-wee make plans to date at a French uh, French restaurant, and um, and she said, and he's talking about his silver shadow, and she she's real psyched to like check out his hot car, and then it turns out his silver shadow is his bike. Yeah, I saw that coming. I saw that one coming a mile away. Because Pee-wee's a yeah. man, he's a man child. He doesn't drive. Of course. So he's got a bike, and that that's pretty much it. The only other note I have is the son who was in the song. They just Chuck Cunningham'd him. He wasn't even involved. Oh, he might have been on other episodes. Yeah, but I, they went to a – they had a big party back at the house, and the son wasn't even there. Oh, really? Like, you would think if T- Pee Wee Herman's showing up at 227 – You'd probably you the whole bring the son back home. Well, the the one the the grandma lady's always hanging out the window, cracking wise. So yeah, she she's kind of she, like Statler and Waldorf. She's yeah, a little. Yes. She, you know, she's just making jokes all the time. So she's got nothing else to do. Maybe the yeah. maybe the kid had a paper route or something. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, so the lesson is, uh, if you're going to rob a toy store, one, don't let anyone in. And two, don't let them whip out the bubbles and suds because that that was good. Too. Wow. Um, well, I'm sorry you had to do that. Yeah, I I think I just was in the moment that I do it, and then I realized about a week ago I needed to uh, to come through with my promise, and it it was not good. I feel I feel like you got the best that two two seven had to offer. I don't feel like the entire 227 catalog, like all the seasons aren't online. Yeah, this was whatever was the first YouTube thing. And it turned out to be a Pee Wee Herman inspired. Yeah, well, that was amazing. But but Pee Wee was kind of sexed up, but then by Sandra, but then sometimes not. And then then at the end, he turned to tickling. So I feel like we were learning more about Pee Wee than anyone else. This Pee-wee, he seemed real gay. Like, yeah, there was a- I love I, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I, I, I showed it to my kids oh, yeah. last year. It's, yeah. it's a good movie. Oh, he's, yeah. he's funny. 
No, it was a it was an inspired character that he came up with, and he really he ran it till the end. I mean, he's still doing it, um, but he was he, he, he. If anything, like he was he was asexual for sure. But if anything, you if you had to, if you you had to pick a team. Sandra's wiles weren't going to work. No, but IRL. I think uh, Paul Rubens. I think he's into chicks. Oh, he gets after it. Yeah, he's got. He's an older man now. He's probably in his sixties. Right, but in his off time, he was always known to have long hair and yeah. doing drugs. He was not. He was not Pee Wee Herman. You saw he, that. he was you one saw of those guys to make a point of not being Pee Wee Herman. You saw that mugshot, and then last I recall seeing him, he was the uh, he was the drug dealer's connection in uh in blow right with johnny depp and right. uh who's the not Pe- penelope cruz. cruz when she could not speak a fucking word of english right uh well thanks for doing that ed let's check in we got a couple voicemails to get to uh, one an old friend right one a potential New friend. Oh, I got to get my other computer going here. I got two computers going. Um, let's let's check in with the first guy. He has an, some interesting things he wants to get to. I don't know if we can help him with. Um, let's check in. No. And I don't think this guy leaves no. his name, so I don't know. It's not like we could get back to him if we wanted to. Here's the first voicemail. What up, hey Brian? Hey, uh, good show, dudes. Keep up the good work, man. Uh, but I really called because I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Hollywood screen star, former jungle legend and phone screener, dorm room perv, and the 57 mole kid. So I, obviously he's talking about our friend of the show, Jason Stewart, who you right. hear often reviewing movies on the show. Sometimes he comes on with me to talk about The Bachelor. Um, he's clearly a fan of his because he's and he he serves him with a proper reverence. Cause what was the jungle reference? He's I don't well he was because oh, he we used to work on the Jim Rome show and that's called the the jungle. Oh okay, but that one I didn't get. Yeah, you won't get a lot of his references. But the, but when he called him the fifty seven mole kid, I don't think that's a sanctioned nickname for Jason. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, he does. Have he went a, rogue on that one. He does have a lot of moles, but I don't. I've never heard him called the fifty-seven <laughs> mole kid before. So maybe, and I know Jason pretty well. I've known him a while. Uh, I don't. I feel like this guy might have just made that one up. I'm not sure. Let's see what else he has to say. K A J Stew. I mean, Jay Stew is iconic as he is wooden and laconic. That's. I'll just. He is see again. He gives him reference. He's iconic, and then wooden and laconic. I don't know if we covered that on on the inside the actor's studio we did on this show, but that is his acting was once described as both wooden and laconic. So that's a that's that reference. So he's he's a big fan. He's clearly a fan. But has he ever gotten laid? Whoa. I know the poor Sal was who humiliated on blind date with Roger Lodge back in the day. But he's a sweet kid, man. I'm hoping he's not like some other 40-year-old virgin or something, man. Let's get that kid some trim at least. 
for once in his life, huh? Let's get him some trim. God bless him. Hey, Jay Stu. God bless him. Keep grinding, butt brother, and not just on yourself, huh? Ed and Brian, love the show, guys. Outro. Outro. Keep grinding and not just on yourself. Poor Jay Stu. I think he's doing just fine. He's, I mean, obviously I don't have uh, first-hand knowledge of Jay Stu. It's like I've never... Right, he just broke like, off a show appearance to, to go get out. Yeah, it. just like any one of my friends. I don't, I've never actually physically watched any of my buddies get laid. So I, don't, I for all I know, everyone I know could be a virgin. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Jason, well, I mean, we yeah. actually have proof. It, Jason is, it has a, a son. So he's That's not true. a virgin. That's true. He's got a son. Yes, he's a father. <laughs> And I've heard many, many stories about him. He, he, one time while you were on one of your European sojourns, he co-hosted and about 30 minutes into the show texted me while we were having a conversation with each other to say, Hey, I got to wrap this up. Pulled the ripcord. Yeah. He's, and I was like, wait, no, we're doing a fucking show here. And, and it turned out. He had something lined up from Tinder. It's my understanding that he is very prolific on Tinder. So I don't think I don't think he needs our help, but I will definitely. And then, guess. as far as the blind date appearance, oh, it's the I best. think he bombed out on purpose. It wasn't that. Oh, it's, I mean, it's amazing. It's yeah. When he shows he showed up, he counts money, right? Yeah. As he shows up, he get, he's like, "I wanted to bring you something," and he gives her an, an eight, a framed eight by ten of himself. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, that was that was a legendary performance. It's it's the greatest reality show performance. I think it's on YouTube. I think it's eight minutes long. Oh yeah, if you have not it's, seen it, you're crazy. It's worth watching. It is it's so really funny. Good. Okay, well, that was an excellent. I don't know who that was, and but I will definitely pass along that information. To We're our, pulling for you, yeah, to our friend Jay too. Keep grinding, um, not and, on yourself, and not on yourself. Uh, okay, here's here's another one. Now, this is an old friend. Hey guys, Colin Scott here. What's up? Say, uh, well, fuck Sam Decker, fuck Bronson Kane, and both. They're not for Wisconsin anymore. Okay, hold on. We did a story about Sam. I think Sam Decker was was a little touchy about the United States of America. Tall white guy. Thing. Yeah, he was fucking good to watch back in the day. Okay. Even though I'm not a Wisconsin right. guy. And then who's the second guy? Bronson. Bronson Koenig was the guy he was reacting to. He was the point guard. I feel like he's partial Native American. He hit some big money threes. He was got it. They were both they were both good players on on the final four team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mostly fuck Bronson Koenig. Fuck whatever they tweet or whatever. I don't do that shit. Koenig's a spoiled little rich bitch that went to school not very far from town where I grew up. He's a fucking bitch. Um, Ed, <laughs> you hate soccer, right? Why are you the coach of your kid's team? You're supporting him. You're hanging him on. Yeah. Understand you got to support your kid and whatever he does. Point. But being the coach, he's like, oh, dad must love this. Yep. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't have kids, so I guess I shouldn't talk. But whatever. Let me know. Later, guys. 
That's, I love it. He's basically saying it. you're being a soccer enabler, Ed. <laughs> I, while I appreciate his concern, I think a pretty big part of being a dad is just Showing finding up. something up. that they're into. Showing but if they're up. into something, like, I'm not the guy who's going to be like, no son of mine plays soccer. He's playing football. Whatever. He's well. he's, he's doing well at it. I'm, I'm fine with it. And to be honest, this is the first year I said it a couple weeks ago. This is the first year I've actually watched some World Cup. And I'm kind of treating it like the Olympics. It's it's going on, and I'm sort of into it this year. Um, to the point where I just know what's going on. But, I'm, I mean, I... To me, soccer is is not my favorite sport, but I'm I'm still okay with it. We're gonna we're gonna and, we're gonna have a tough final here, buddy, because I know France was victorious. I liked Belgium. Rocks. Yeah, the Flemish. I was behind the Flemish there. They make the best beer, and France, I believe, in a in a stunning victory, one nil, high scoring <laughs> affair. Right, France took care of Belgium, and that and it has yet to be played. I think, but it's going to either be England or the Croats. The Croats, who's the last swarthy team left in the in the <laughs> um, But I think my big resistance, because again, I don't, I don't watch pole vault in off years. Right. I don't watch. Some of these non-Olympic sports, but when but when Sergey Bubka's up there trying to set a yeah. world record, you're like, I got oh yeah, fully into it. Right. Yeah. So the World Cup on on one level is kind of like that for me this year. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to be into it, like my kids into it, um, and so I can follow. I can see who the good players are. I, I I get it, but I think my resistance for many many years were the soccer zealots. Yeah. Who would insist really? this is the sport of the future? They're watching the EPL. There's they're wearing a Chelsea jersey or an Arsenal. Now is Arsenal Arsenal in the? Is that's a Premier League team? Yeah, that's that's the team in North London. That's, oh. There are two teams in London. That's one. Well, that's the North. Arsenal well, annoys me because they don't team. they don't have a location associated with their name. They're just called Arsenal. That's that's the stadium we were very close to, so I I know exactly where it is. Yeah. It's in Highbury. Like Chelsea, they're from Chelsea. Like I get it. And Liverpool, right. Manchester. Right. There's also Tot- Tottenham, Tottenham. Is further north in London, but right. yeah, the two main teams in London are Arsenal and Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. Tot- Tottenham is is only good in the last couple of years, but anyway, this, we're getting too 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 Fuck much. Into- yeah, we are. But anyway, I just I always hated for the same reason that I did. I, I probably took a good ten years to watch Schindler's List because everyone told me I had to watch. Oh, it. I'm not watching. You know, you know what that. You know what I was like with that. Well, first of all, I've never seen Schindler's List. B Tough to be a mood to watch that one. B dances with wolves. Everybody's like, oh my god, dances with wolves is Kevin Costner, and I'm like, it's fucking three hours long. It's two VHSs. And I'm never fucking watching. And I could tell, I could tell it's stupid, and I would hate it. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching Dance with Dances with Wolves. Fuck it. Yeah. Big conclusion is, hey, you know what? Indians are actually people. Yeah. 
And that hey, great. They gave they gave best picture to Dances with Wolves over fucking Goodfellas. Right. Like, complete horseshit. Yeah. Complete. Okay. Let's re- let's read some um, email. But I hate, oh yes. Continue. But, but hang yes. on. All right. But I. So. The the but then this year I've watched and I see the resistance, and I feel like we've gotten some tweets about it. But on the other side, people are so anti soccer as if if you're into soccer, you can't be into football. You can't be into basketball. Yeah. Like there, there's only one option, and America's a football country. And to me, that that's like the the idiots who would, uh, if you like Tupac, you couldn't like Biggie or vice versa. Right. No, it's like, like them all. you don't have to make a choice. You yeah. just like what you like. No. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. I I I think it's cool for some countries. And we said if the United States was in it, we'd be cheering against them because. This is not the United States should not be competing versus Croatia. Yeah, we should be we should be the best. USA. We're right. the best at war. We dominate <laughs> at war. We're best at war budget for sure. Right. Um but but yeah, I just I, I could never get behind the United States, but this year because they're not in in it, it's okay for to just kinda watch it for me. But yeah. Either way, I mean, come on. So who do, needs to calm down one way or the other? Assuming England wins, is that who we're pulling for? I, I just, it's hard for me to. I'm, de- I'm definitely down with England. Yeah, over over France. Well, because I, although France has treated me well too, but yeah. I, I go to England a lot, so I enjoy that place the most of okay. these countries. Right. Emails, dearest fellow ballers. I think this is like kind of like an open letter contributing to and supporting this show is the best type of virtue signaling and demonstrates (laughs) you're both a wonderful human being and a talented and caring lover. However, I'm profoundly disappointed in some of you. Brian and Ed repeatedly make it explicitly clear. They have no interest in fraternizing (laughs) with the listeners. I, for one, am also not interested in connecting with them on a personal level, hashtag hetero. (laughs) But in episode 226, it was revealed that some of you persist in brazenly ignoring the wishes of the hosts. Shame. While we're on the subject of listener etiquette, why do many, most, of you continue to follow the tired radio meme of including your location in your handle? I speak for everyone else in saying that we don't care where you are other than announcing it allows us all to silently judge your usually terrible (laughs) residence choices. Speaking of which, Dave in Salt Lake for work. I love your contributions and know you're a swell guy, but I think you've been in Salt Lake long enough now that you can drop the for work. (laughs) However, if holding fast to the forework allows you to maintain a flicker of light at the end of that tunnel strewn with low ABV beer and special (laughs) underwear, hold tight, my brother, your friend, Ryan. P.S. Ed, when are you going to be in Southern California? (laughs) Coincidentally, I will be flying in at the same time. We should grab a beer. (laughs) That was a that was an excellent email. It's so good. I had not read that yet. Um, in in David in Salt Lake for Works Defense, he doesn't he he's left off the 
for work for quite a while. I just add that in because I think it's funny. So <laughs> he's in his defense. He is. He, uh, he doesn't do that anymore. Excellent email. Um, okay. Let's get to the sports. Ed, speaking of England there. Yeah. So I heard hooliganism is way down because the, Eng- the lads as they're called have been winning. And the the hooliganism goes up once they lose and they start fucking blowing shit up and lighting things on fire and whatnot. Um, well, yeah, so we, we don't have to worry about that this year, right? Yeah, you'd think they wouldn't be so upset. Uh, but on Saturday, after they beat Sweden and clinched the trip to the semifinals in the World Cup, a group of England fans cranked the celebration up a notch and stormed a London Ikea store and trashed the furniture while singing the World Cup anthem, It's Coming Home. Now, Brian, on one hand, you have goons making a ruckus for a bunch of low hourly wage employees that have to clean it up. On the other, you have those monsters who sell things that can only be put together with an Allen wrench. Who are you siding with here? I mean, I've, I've been to an Ikea, and I'm shocked that it doesn't get destroyed every Saturday and Sunday by the hordes of fat soccer moms stomping through there looking for Torsten and Malmo. And so what you, if you need something, Lots of dots. If, you, if you need something, they give you a little, a little piece of paper or you just take a picture of it with your phone and then you got to go find it yourself in the fucking warehouse. And yeah, also a lot of do it yourself. And then you feel like you're out and it takes forever. I haven't it, been there in 15 years. It's a whole but. maze. You got to go. Once you're in, you can't just walk, find your thing and walk out. You got to go through the whole display of the whole place. Not good. It's kind of bullshit. So I kind of side with England here. Although, I mean, I like civil I just feel bad for the workers. Yeah. Because the people, it's not like the CEO right. has to clean it up. Right. It's just these people who are just trying to make a buck and the, or a, and the, a pound. The Swedes in general, I mean, they're nice. They're Lovely nice. People. They're beautiful. Have you yep. seen a fucking Swede? They're gorgeous. Oh, that's the other thing about these World Cup games. If you watch any game at the end, they always show crying hot women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was watching whether it's Brazil or Sweden, they they zoom in on the hottest women. I was watching Croatia versus Russia, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I saw a little bit of that at the end. I don't know if I've made this clear on the show, but I have a preference for sensual pornography, the kind that's made in Europe. The kind you find on sites like XArt, Nubile Films. There's more, but I can't think of them all right now. And when they were flashing to the crowd between, because it's like a lot of Czech broads that do this, Russian. When they were flashing to the crowd in Croatia and Russia, all, all the chicks in the crowd looked like they'd had done at least a few scenes on XArt. Like I, I was like, oh, I think, wait, I think I know her. Slow down. Yeah, wait, you. hold on. I got to pause this. I was at the gym. I'm like, can somebody pause this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it looked kind of – but there's definitely some very attractive fans that have made the trip. 
And the Swedes, the Swedes are beautiful. Like, we, there's no reason to attack the Swedes. They seem nice. We don't need to destroy their stores. Kind of fucked up of you, England. Don't. It's I mean, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel good about people fucking a property, but I do hate IKEA. Because yeah, when you, when you're you first get an apartment, when you yeah. just trying to make it work, yeah. and then you buy this bullshit rickety stuff that unless you've yeah. really done every step exactly correct, you need a, you, it's a crummy nightstand. Yeah, you need a rubber mallet. A lot of times, I just I'm ashamed to admit I bought my daughter a bed there not that long ago, and uh, it it the. There were some design flaws. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they've worked it out, but the the bed frame did not accommodate the size mattress it said it did. And I, I, I being a human being, I internalized it. I thought, well, I've done something wrong. And I've looked at it and I'm like, no, this is the fucking, I put it together perfectly. Like it's flawless. It should be in a museum. And it turned out that they're, their full and their queen setup were the exact same size. They were they were both a queen. There was no full and That's queen. Terrible. There was only queen. Um, speaking of queens, what's going on with ESPN <laughs> business reporter Darren Ravel? Is there is there anybody more hated on the internet? There's no no one likes so do. And people, I was having a talk with our friend Travis Rogers, who thinks Joe Buck is good at his job, and I was I like, know. I was like. All you have to do to know anything about Joe Buck is just search the name Joe Buck during any sporting event that he is calling because you cannot find a single positive tweet about Joe Buck. And the same goes for Darren Ravel. I know he makes a ton of money at ESPN and he really pioneered this sports business beat, which is actually a good, it's something that needs to be covered. Uh, but he's really the worst in Everybody on the internet fucking hates this guy. Plus, he's weaselly. So, what's going on with him? Yeah. So, the uh, one of the shames of our country, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on Fourth of July, happened, and Joey Chestnut, another disgusting individual, uh, he won the contest, and they didn't count a plate full of ten hot dogs. What? And so they, it it was sixty four hot dogs in ten minutes. In Jesus, um, and then they they determined after the fact. Oh, actually, this was ten more hot dogs, and he broke the record. I don't know what the record was, but it must have been okay. Seconds. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. So they counted sixty four, which was he a, won which was with enough 64. to win. They're like he's eaten sixty four, but I happen to know he's eaten many more than sixty four in the past. So he, but sixty four was enough to win. And then they went back and they said, hold on, hold on, hold on. They did a recount and they said, actually, seventy four. This is like when, this is like when there's a play in the sixth inning in the Mets Phillies game on July twenty eighth. And a guy bobbles a a hard hit, a shortstop has to go in the hole. And you're saying like the official score yeah, does. Yes, they go in the hole and backhand it, and it's a tough play. And when he goes to get it out of his glove, he has to double clutch and throw to first. And the guy makes it to first, and they go, "Oh, that was an error." And then like the next day, they'll go back and go, "Actually, that was a hit." 
It's kind of like it's, that, right? It's kind of like that, but it's also sort of like if a guy finished the game with 200 rushing yards and then they're like, oh, we forgot about that time he had a 95-yard run. So he actually had 295. Ten, I mean, That's 10 hot dogs. If, if you gave me 10 minutes, 10 hot dogs, if I could eat 10 hot dogs. No. I, I I can't imagine eating ten hot dogs. I, I could I can very very easily tell you that I do not eat ten hot dogs in a year. So if I if you put out a plate of ten hot dogs and three hundred and sixty five days later you came back, there would probably be you'd be like, oh, you've eaten uh, five hot dogs. There's five left. But if it was a contest, I wonder if I in ten minutes I could probably get approaching 10 if if it was the contest but that was just a rounding error <laughs> he went from yeah. 64 to 74 he was eating seven and a half hot dogs a second i mean a, a minute yeah that's so anyway yeah. yeah so espn head nerd reporter it was was on twitter and he was pretty fired up about the whole incident first tweet the counter missed a plate they are now saying 74 is the official record for chestnut or the official for Chestnut, which is the all-time record. A shame it came in this way. <laughs> what, another, what a ninny. Yeah, another tweet. As I said, electronic counters need to be brought into competitive eating. I love the sport, but today was a massive black eye. The sport? <laughs> the next morning, he woke up and immediately tweeted about it. Morning aftermath on hot dog eating contest. The bunnets, in quotes, can continue to flip cards behind each eater, but they can't continue to be the counters. Too much at stake, especially with betting on the rise. So now, you Brian, can bet on this? I, I guess I so. I guess you can bet on everything. But, Brian, yeah. when can ESPN add pelting Darren Ravel with hot dogs into its Fourth of July festivities? That would get that would get much better ratings. Get the Philly fanatic with those duct tape hot dogs yeah. that he was assaulting women with, <laughs> and just just tee off on Darren Ravel. Uh, I know, like I know, this Coney Island hot dog eating contest exists, but who watches it? Hey, who watches it? My kids were watching it. Um, and, yeah. And, and Michelle and I got a big fight. Michelle, at one point, the night before, was like, Coney Island's not too far. Don't they do a whole thing there? Oh, Let's no. go. Oh, no, 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 no. And she, I was, she said this in front of the children. No, she said oh, this to me, okay. like, laying in bed the night before. Oh, no. Let's get up and go to Coney Island. And I, I was – I, I – the switch flipped. I just went. I was. I was livid. Are you nuts? Why would we ever do that? You're no fun. You know. I get that whole thing, but yeah, yeah she wanted us to go I mean, and watch no, in person. Yeah, you're no fun for a reason. I mean, you put your <laughs> you put your foot down like a man at the right time. I just yeah. Um, I so the, a lot of people are like, we got to go with the electronic strike zone. We got to, you know, a a few years ago, it's like, we got to get these calls right on the field. We have the technology. Now, every football game, it's it's already like four minutes between every play. Now, every football game's got four minutes 
between every play and then a 12 minute review in between that. Like it's, I'm, I'm, I've gone the opposite way for a while. I was like the technology's there. Like you watch my favorite sporting event, Wimbledon. It's going on right now. And they can tell if, if there's a questionable line call they have, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like shot tracker or something. That's not what it's called, but it's something like that. They can tell in two seconds if something's on the line or not. If you could get it like that in every sport, then I say go with it. Otherwise, I'm fucking fine with human error. I'm fine with Eric Gregg, RIP, calling the strike zone, giving giving Greg Maddox the whole left batter's box as a strike. I don't give a fuck. Like both teams. The strike zone. Yeah, as long as it's consistent. I don't give a shit. I don't give and the, we, the thing about the strike zone also is because people have different stances. Yes. I think the electronic thing would get a little weird. Some guys are a little tall. Like if you watch the ESPN, whatever, it's MLB pitch by pitch or whatever. Like if a game's right, not right, – like right. none of the games I watch are on TV because the Dodgers don't, aren't on TV here. So occasionally I'll like click on that, see what's going on in the game. And it's like shows you exactly what's a strike or whatever. But still, like, yeah, it's not perfect. Like everybody's not the same height. And it's from the letters to the knees or whatever. And it's never that big. Like that's a huge strike zone. That's not the strike zone. Um, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about plays at the base, except for that one time that that guy on the Tigers pitched a perfect game. And the, oh, the guy just outright fucked him. The, the guy with the uh, Hulk Hogan mustache. The last out was a was a ground ball to second base, and and he threw the guy, or it might have been a shortstop, and he threw the guy out by a fucking full step, and he called him safe. Like it's just he just the the umpire, his fucking brain just glitched. Like he just went. Yeah, Ugh. and then and then the next day they tried to appeal it. Major League Baseball is like, oh, we can't do that. But it, well, why not? There have been, what, 25 perfect games or something like that? This guy would have been an exclusive company, and I'm sure we don't even know this guy anymore. He was was called Galarraga. Something Galarraga. Yeah, but he wasn't the big cat, so nobody knows this guy. No, he wasn't the big cat. And, yeah, he was out of baseball like a year. year, Like, he's on a different team the next year. This was the big moment for him. And fucking Hulk Hogan mustache beat him. But in that case, like, Joe West or Laz Diaz could come over and go, hey – Jim, whatever your name is, no big deal. Let's not sweat it, but let's let's just flip that one real quick. Like it's, I saw it. You didn't have something was in your eye. It's Sorry okay. to let your little Hulkamaniacs down. But yeah, <laughs> you, you fuck this one yeah. up. <laughs> Take a knee. Like it's all good. But this that guy just pitched a perfect game. That guy was out by a fucking step and a half. I don't know what you were thinking. They, but they could get together and figure it out. I think. It's the it's the it's the ego thing where they're like can't overrule my brother like he had the best look at it whatever like fuck replay right. fuck the electronic strike zone fuck electronic ha- uh, hot dog counting fuck robots it fucking takes too long it makes the game longer you guys can't do it like tennis for some reason and since you can't do it like tennis fuck off don't do anything go fuck yourself I gotta be honest I didn't even realize Wimbledon was happening. Yeah, it's always around the 4th of July. Wimbledon's going on right now. And also, this Djokovic, Djokovic, the Serbian. Yeah, Joker. Joko. He was the best in the world like a year and a half ago. You know what he's ranked now? 10th. 
He's somewhere around there. I think he might be 12th. He's either 9th or 12th. And either way, he's way down. Like his, he's, he's done. He's never going to be that guy again. He was the best in the world, and all of a sudden he's not. Meanwhile, it's Roger Federer, who's... Guy keeps winning. He's old as fuck. He's back. He was the best, and then he wasn't the best, and now he's the best again. How does that happen? I think we know how it happens. Steroids? Of course. Maybe. Well, they should all do steroids. It's, there's guys throwing matches in tennis. Did you know that? They had, For what, what was the point? They had, it's like guys that are like lower. Oh, gambling. Gambling, yeah, for gamblers. There's guys that are like lower down in the rankings, and they're like, hey, some you know mob guy comes up, and he's like, look, you're going to lose in the fucking third round anyway. You're, you're not, you're not going to make it to the round of 16, as it's called. That's an just, easy sport to, yeah, to throw. You're just, you're just here by yourself. You know, you're going to get on a plane anyway. How about I make it worth your while to just not try so hard in this next one? And it happens. And guys have gotten kicked out of the sport. Speaking of guys that I respect and a a sport I can get behind, not a sport, but more of a lifestyle, a culture, if you will, juggalism. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ed. That should be coming up. I think that usually happens in the summer. Hold on. Googling now. Oh, my God. Yeah. I only get to the – I didn't even get the full word gather out, and gathering of the juggalos was suggested to me. So let's just go ahead and hit, hit – I got to G-A-T-H yep. and gathering of the there juggalos. Oh, there it is. It's next week. Oh, my God. How, do, how are we missing this? In Legend Valley, Ohio. Yeah, it is. Oh, see, so they Legendary. Had, they moved. So it's always been in either Ohio or, or Pennsylvania. And remember last year we looked into it and it was in Oklahoma. And it turns out the Oklahomans were not too welcoming. It wasn't like one of the better gathering of the Juggalos and the Juggalettes. You got the big, big top stage, the yeah. carousel stage, the pendulum stage. Wow. Oh, but I'm going over to late night comedy starring Clown Vis Presley. Oh, my God. See, there is probably somebody in the Juggalo world that you only need to be a big fish in a small pond. Like Kirk Cameron, Ed, he's he's a fucking multi multi millionaire because he makes movies for Christian audiences that they show at churches. And he's got a very loyal following of weird kids if you were yeah, if does. you're big in the juggalo world look who's playing tech nine that's a real guy isn't it yeah but this clown just presley is very disturbing i can't and in his bio yeah he covered everything from the comedy on comedy central to a very controversial performance on america's got talent where he joined the longtime juggalo tradition of dissing on sharon osborne Oh, you can't do – oh, because they – the Juggalos don't like Sharon Osbourne. Oh, and so, what's this? J- JCW Battle of the Sexes. Oh, this is there, – There's a world premiere of a Juggalo movie, Family. Ninjas and Ninjets, we are so hype about this. Roll out the red carpet because we about to host a dope movie premiere for the first time ever – Gathering of the Juggalos, 
proudly presents the Juggalo world premiere of the full-length comedy. I feel like that word should be in quotes. Feature film, family, all caps, with insane clown posse, super fine superstar actress Taylor Schilling. I feel like that's Taylor a Taylor Schilling, She's that's uh, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Cast members from Orange is the New Black and cameos from Mad <laughs> Juggalo homies. Whoa. Holy shit. ICP is wait, ICP's actually in the movie, Ed. And it's dropping at Gathering of the Juggalos. Holy shit. Ed, I'm telling they, you. They have wrestling here. Bloody Mania 12. We Blood will flow like Fago, and wrestlers will fly through the air like human missiles doing whatever it takes to steal the show and own the spotlight in front of the freshest audience on the planet. Whoop, whoop. Holy shit. We are. We got to do a live show from there. We should become the official podcast of the Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Flow like there you go. That's gorgeous. Okay. Let's see. I want to see see general info. They play it kind of tight because this is a music event, right? In, in right. theory. And it's multiple. It's over multiple days. I think it's three or four days long. And I'm having a hard time um, finding or recognizing any of the acts. There's someone called Anybody Killer who paints his face. Yeah. Attila. They don't, they look kind of emo. I don't, there's big, big hoodoo. You got to, he paints his face. How do you show up at this event not face painted? They don't, yeah, they don't all paint their, oh, CKY. That's, that's uh, Bam Margera's brother. I know, I know CKY. Yeah. DJ Paul. I feel like you need a better DJ name than Paul. Yeah, it's a pretty lame name. Yeah. Oh, Grateful Dead tribute, Terrapin Moon. I'm in on that. I went and saw the actual Dead this year. Oh, oh. Guar's playing. Now, Guar. Guar and they're, they're like six on the call list. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of down low. Well, Guar, like the guy from Guar died of a heroin overdose a few years ago. So it's kind of bullshit right. that Guar. But, but at the same time, Guar is really not. But, I mean. Yeah, Guar is more of a oh, an insane cl- clown posse is playing. Of course, looks like they play a couple. Oh, Immortal times. Techniques, a legit guy. Yeah, j- someone called Jelly Roll. I feel like Immortal I'm, Mortal Technique is a legit rapper. Yeah, real rappers playing. Yeah, Misery, we- Janis Joplin tribute. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? Yeah, Santa- me and Bobby, Mo- Jimi Hendrix tribute. What Santana tribute? Oof, uh. I have to be out on that one. I'd be heading for the. For the Fago stand at that point. So it's, oh, Yellow Wolf. He's a real guy. Um, there's a few real artists here, Ed. I feel like they're missing a real podcast. And there's multiple stages. Juggalo right. parties. I would even perform on the carousel stage. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to be main stage. Sure. Yeah, super fun time variety show. The Sex Files show live. Is it wet in here or what? All sticky and hot, and we ain't talking about gathering sweat because it's time Uh-oh. to get sexy with your host, the best threesome you will ever have, Keegan, Mackenzie, and Glow. 
Join as they discuss all things raunchy, ravishing, and hilarious with a few surprise celebrity guests. Ooh, I feel like celebrity should be in quotes. While you're there, feel free to test your luck at one of their naughty games as you find out just how far you're willing to go to win the prize. I feel like the prize should be named. Is it time? It's time to get wild, uninhibited, and explicit as the Sex Files show goes live only at Whoopstock, home of free love. Wow. Now, here's a contest that's kind of bullshit. What? On Thursday, from 1 to 2 o'clock on the carousel stage, they're having a Fago launching contest. Who can launch the two-liter bottle of Fago the furthest? Oh, that's pretty good. What's, what's wrong but with that? But the prize, the prize is a $100 gift certificate. But they don't say what. Oh, right. It could be to, like, Applebee's or something. Or it could be $100 worth of Fago. Yeah, that's a lot of Fago. I don't feel like... I would drink that much. There you go. Um, what about this rap battle? Flowmaster rap battle, yeah. Friday, 2 to 5 p.m. at the Funhouse. I feel like that's about two and a half hours too long. I could go for the Juggalo Family Feud. That seems pretty good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Into the Echo Side Heads Up Tournament. Is that, is that, is that cards? Heads Up's are a card game, isn't it? Yeah. First place only into the Echo Side plaque and set of 15 foil epic cards. Oh, it sounds like it's like a Magic the Gathering. Oh, no. Juggalo Family Feud. Oh, lingerie contest. Oof. I can't imagine that's going to be good. No. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Well, the Miss Juggalette contest. Right. It might be all right. I can't believe we're missing out on this. Well, back to our story. You, I think you have the iPhone 8, the huge one. No, I've got the, six, oh, the six, six plus. Oh, yeah, it's big. It's the iPad size, yeah. I, I stepped up to the 10, and I got to be honest. Remember when I was thinking about getting a Pixel? The Google, oh, no. The Google phone, remember that? Remember when I was talking about that? Yeah. Well, I ended, up, I ended up staying in the iPhone realm. The thing is, everyone I know has an iPhone. I don't associate, except for Jay Stu and my buddy Silk. I don't, I don't associate with many people that don't have iPhones. So I got the iPhone X, and I got to be honest, Ed, the, uh, the facial recognition is pretty annoying. Because if the light, if you're outside and the light's too bright shining on your face, it does not recognize your face. And also, like, if you're in bed, I'll have my phone on the nightstand, and I'll just, like, reach over there with my left hand and just kind of grab it, and I'll, like, Flick it, you know, because there's, there's no fingerprint there's anymore. No, it's just there's no button, so you just you just swipe up to open the phone. Like I've just done it right now because Fancy Sauce is texting me, and so you just swipe up to open it. But it's way at the side of my face. It's not looking directly at me, so it doesn't recognize. And now it's got the six number code, and I'm not going to tell you my code, but there's a couple repeat numbers in it. That's all I'll say. Yeah. So a lot of times I look down and I've only got. You can't do a four one. I've only. He might be able to do a four. I don't know. It prompted me to do a six. six. Yeah, six is bullshit. And I know some people that don't. They just don't lock their phone. And but I, I got secrets. You know. I don't have secrets secrets on there. But I tried for a while to not lock the phone, and you would have mistaken texts and that kind of stuff. You need to lock it for your own safety. Oh, right. Butt dials, butt dials. 
Well, the the good thing is is that while while I'm sleeping or on a bus or something, somebody can't take my phone and hold it up to my face. Or maybe they could. I don't know. Could they do that? They could. I bet they do that in movies. You know how they like cut off somebody's hand and they use yes. their fingers? Yeah. They're like, we're going to need your eyeball. So maybe they'll decapitate you and right. well, use your head to get into your phone. The, the Juggalos have supposedly figured out how to beat facial recognition, which is, this is what I've always said. Like we got this, we got this problem with global warming. Put the Juggalos on it. I've been saying this for years. Like we got homelessness. It's a major epidemic in this country. Look around. You know who you know who we need on the case? The juggalos. They have fagos to spare for the homeless. Right. They just, they're, they're out there. They're, they can help they, them take their so much, and shit. They don't even know what to do with it. They're just launching the yeah, bottles. Launch it. <laughs> Last September, the world welcomed juggalos to the resistance when they... Oh, remember the, the million juggalo march? We were supposed to go to that. When the, yeah. When the when they, there weren't quite a million, they came close. <laughs> yes, it's still probably better than the inauguration. Marched on Washington in mass to protest the policies of the Trump administration, as if they weren't already doing the absolute most. The diehard fans of the rap group Insane Clown Posse have become accidental heroes for people concerned about facial recognition tech, according to Twitter user at. Takion, a computer science blogger, Juggalo makeup outmatches the machine learning algorithms that govern facial recognition technology. He explained that facial recognition works by pinpointing the areas of contrast in a human face. For instance, where a nose is located or where the chin becomes the neck. As it happens, the Juggalo Makeup often involves applying black paint below the mouth. Also, I feel like it's hard to distinguish a lo- where a lot of Juggalo's chin ends and necks begin, That's right. even when they're not wearing I, the makeup. I think you make that Juggalo choice sometimes yeah. because life is chosen. <laughs> it helps. Like, that, like, like the guy that has the beard, and you're like, oh, I see why you had the beard. George Lucas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, George Lucas. And as much as... Much He's a real talent. Dave Grohl goes with the George Lucas beard too. He's kind of he's kind of got a chin like overbite thing going. I think that's why he does have the beard. Uh, that makes facial recognition vulnerable to misidentifying the placement of the jaw. Ed, you might be thinking, well, if Juggalos constantly wear this makeup, wouldn't the facial recognition technology just continually recognize their Juggalo faces? Oh. Well, that depends on the juggalo consistently wearing the same style of makeup. The problem also assumes that juggalos wear their makeup all the time, which they apparently don't, Ed. What? The style is reserved for insane clown posse shows and other special occasions like the March on Washington. Ed, I'm not sure what this means. Are we, should we start painting up? Like, why do we want to defeat the facial recognition software? Isn't it, doesn't it help? Because that's how you open your phone. This tells me that the jugglers are above the law at this point. That's true. Well, they've been, they've been identified as a gang. Well, 
And also, I just looked up the Million Juggalo March, and uh, here was a message from from headquarters, from HQ. Oh, this is this from Violent J or Shaggy Tudo? Or Tudo. Shaggy Tudo. Yeah. Somebody. Juggalos. We have made history, literally. On Saturday, September 16, 2017, more than 3,000 Juggalos <laughs> and non-Juggalos like, made the permanent notch. Hey, hey, but you know what? Uh, I will say this. At least they, they're honest about their numbers. Yeah, that's true. They could have inflated it, gotten gotten somebody to insist it was bigger than it was. Right. No, I'm proud of these guys. Yeah, they're good dudes, these juggalos, and I want to join up with them. I wanted to go yeah. to this gathering of the juggalos. Yeah, so any juggalos out there, let us know how we can be the official juggalo podcast at record. Yeah, get us get us involved. Let's get Shaggy Two Dope Two Dope and and Violent J on the show. I, w- I was somewhere recently and I was like paying a bill and the, the girl that was like taking my money, she was like, oh, I'm a little tired. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. And she's like, yeah, I went to a concert last night. And I was like, oh, who was it? And she's like, ICP. And I was oh. like, what? Like they played- You had a chance to, to get in with them. Yeah, they played in my town and I missed it. So oh. let's let's get a juggalette in here to discuss this. And one one last thing to, oh, yeah. to, to on, on their their statement. Yeah, you gotta say they're good people. They're great people. For now, we want to say two very important words to the Juggalo family. Thank you. Yeah, they're respectful of their. They help a Juggalo. Their Juggalo brethren. They're all about family, Ed. Yeah, lot, they just don't like Sharon Osbourne, apparently. Yeah, they're all about family, much like the um, Fast and the Furious franchise. They even picked up their trash. Thank you to all the marshals who volunteered their time and effort in picking up trash. Yeah, they clean up after themselves because they want to be welcomed back to the place where they have their gatherings. In Oklahoma, those land thieves in Oklahoma... Trail of Tears, people. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, trail of Juggalos. Yeah, they, it was a trail of Juggalo makeup tears last year. I'm uh, scared. Ed, joining us now. Trail of Fago droplets. Joining <laughs> us now is our very own pop culture correspondent. Future Juggalette, someone that apparently did not surprise me with a trip to this year's gathering. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How are you, Fancy? I'm good. I went to the gathering. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you were there. I was there. You went to the gathering? No, it hasn't happened yet. Oh. It's next week. I mean, I was there last Last year. year. It's next week. Yo, you went to Oklahoma. Or did you go to the march? Did you go to the Million Juggalo march? Yeah. I didn't go to that. I feel like you might have been in D.C. You were working in D.C. at that time. I think I might have been, too. I saw them on the highway. I think I took a picture of a couple Juggalos on the highway. (laughs) And it seemed like real commitment because they were driving in costume. I, yeah, I don't, I can't say I've ever encountered a Juggalo, but I want to. It's it's thrilling. I will say that. Man, that is awesome. Uh, and I do yeah. think I do think Kate would appreciate just just read the the headline of the story that we're skipping. 
Oh, I did. <laughs> What's uh, the headline? Hold on. Can you read it to it's me? A, it's yes. a pretty amazing headline. I just, I Where just, is the gathering happening this year? Um, it's in, in somewhere in uh, Ohio. Indiana. It's Ohio. Ohio. It's, oh. Yeah. So it it had always been in Ohio or Pennsylvania before. But they did it somewhere else last year, yes. and it was not a good o- result for Oklahoma. them. Oklahoma, yeah, yeah, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Um, Vatican cops bust drug-fueled gay orgy at home of Cardinal's aid. That is good. <laughs> I will say this, Ed. I think this is an old story. I think we may have discussed this before. Oh, we did? I think, I think we may have hit this. There's, there's just so many. There's so many priests yeah, I wonder why. Each other. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder why there are so many sexual deviations going on. It is kind of weird. Yeah, like maybe they should just let. You it's gross, but it makes me happy. You don't hear about that in like the Anglican. It's gross church because where, they, where the priest can sorry, get married. Rather, it makes me happy because it's a cult, and all oh, cults suck. The biggest cult. Yeah, you know they're all awful. Yeah. Well, but if a, just because it's a legitimate one that's a, been around forever, well, here's the thing: if doesn't a, make it not awful. If the cult is older, it's more legitimized. That's what I'm saying. So, like the Scientologists and the Mormons, they get like a rougher time. And also, that one in New York where they had the girl from Smallville brand the girls that were forced oh, to yeah, fuck the sex. leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that called? It had like Roman numerals. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I forget. Ism something. Oh, in 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 uh, ism jism. <laughs> The Stop. jism cult. Stop it. Invism. Something like that. Yeah. It was missing vowels, right? Yes. You had to. Yeah. Nivium. Maybe. N- yeah. Nixivism. Nixium. Nix. No, that's something I take from my stomach. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's heartburn medication. <laughs> um, let's do an email. This is gathering the jug of those. Looks amazing. Although I got to be honest, it's like four days. I'm not doing anything for four no, days. No, there's not a lot that's. Four days like, worth. Here is how I would go to Burning Man. You wouldn't. Ch- I, I'm going to tell you. I would. Oh, oh, okay. I chopper me in. Tour bus. Chopper me in, and then I have yeah, I have a, an air conditioned tour bus yep. with everything I need on it, yep. and like someone gives me a bike and like the dust mask and everything I need. You I don't s- need to come up with any like outfit. No, you have it's to. All have, done for me. I have, have a stylist. To, you have to have something to barter for your mushrooms. Sure. It's all provided to me. Yes. And then I'll ride around, take some mushrooms and it's ride so around dusty. on the playa so on my du- bike. It's so dusty. With my dust mask on. Yeah. You'd hate and that. And then retire to my it, It's like that uh, airport tour bu- in Con Air. Tour bus where I take a shower and yeah. then someone choppers me out. Yes, exactly. The next day. Yeah, it's like it's like that airport in Con Air except- so Like abandoned airport? Except filled with juggalos. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like yeah. in the same area. Coachella is too thing dusty about that, for me these days. Yeah, 100%. One thing about that that uh, juggalo, the gathering of juggalos, do they have tons of mirrors? Because once you sleep on it, you can't – you're going to smudge that, that makeup. Well, do you apply your own or does somebody – Oh, you think this is like a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours well, thing. Well, I don't think I would be too good at giving myself a a kiss-style – Gene Simmons right. style. Yeah. Makeup Just don't job. pick the, the star. The star was the lame star one. Star child? No, the no, lame the cat, ones. The, the lame one's the cat. cat. The lame ones. That's Peter Chris, the drummer. Super, super lame. Really lame. Uh, let's do a couple of email here. Brian and Ed. How many times have you bought something off an internet skanks Amazon wish list? <laughs> that, that makes them dig you, right? That's from Dean, 11th hour guy. So. 
That is, I have noticed that. I'm not, I, I obviously, I don't follow any internet skanks, but I may have looked at a page or two of internet skanks and like on Instagram and they will have at the top of their page, uh, a link to their Amazon wish list where they're like Chloe sunglasses will be. Wait, hold on, hold on. What? That's what I'm telling you. What is this? Like if you're a, thanks for joining us. If you're a, if you are someone that takes a lot of pictures of your butt on Amazon. You, on Amazon? On, I mean on um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. You will your, have a link in on your, your bio, website or oh, your bio. To a wish list. To an Amazon wish list. And it's like, hey, if you want to buy me anything, here's these Michael Kors I pumps. Was not aware oh, yeah. of this. Well, they all have it. Well, I wouldn't know because a lot of them I don't do. peruse those sites. So, um, I a lot of the. I'm just wondering how you know a lot of these. Por- well, I've just said a lot of these porno chicks. I like how Brian has no shame. A lot of these porno chicks will have it on there. I just think if sometimes I'll see, I'll see someone. So, what's on their li- wish list? Well, I don't. I've never actually looked at one of their wish lists, but I'm just picturing what those chicks would want. Like. How do I find one? I, I bet you it's look, like a, I want to look one up now and I, I want to see what I kind bet of you skin. He's just imagining what it would be like. I bet how would you, I find a skank? What, what, uh, how do I find I one? I don't know. I don't know if we could do that right now. But, but maybe we can make that homework. But you just typed in butts? Tags. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to go to the hashtag. And here's one. Yeah. The fitness king. That sounds like a dude. Well. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Hey, tag me in that so I can follow that page. I like that. I like when they slowly oh, reveal this the one butt. doesn't have a Um, so no, I've never bought Oh, I've got how like about this one? Ebony Cam Girl wish list. Oh, there you go. Ed, you're all over it. Ebony so what's she what's she asking for there? I just I Googled hot girl wish list. First of all, on the first line, she's asking for four different types of cameras. What? If you're a cam girl, you should already right. set up. Right. What? Yeah. Exactly. That's a good point. A of, oh, $180 dildo. Oh my God. Look at this picture. That, oh, well, it, and that, big that dildo, it's a full, it's got the sack. It's got like a whole. It's got the sack. Horse. Oh, it's probably the one that's like, because she needs it. It's it like needs a, a firm base. Oh. So, so she can, so she can do her cam shows like on it. I mean, why, why would you need nine dildos? Seems excessive. I think at most you would need three. I think three would be the maximum number of dildos you'd need to, in case you were doing something where you wanted to be airtight. You don't know how many dildos someone needs. Well, you, oh, you that 180. You only got three. Are holes. you looking at this thing? No, I just, I'm taking, I'm listening to you. No, you get you got a Ebony Cam Girl all one word wish list, and is this on Instagram? I just googled hot wish. chick wish list or something, wish and list. it came up, and there is one with like a sixteen inch dong. You can get that stuff on Amazon. Oh, this wet this idea list contains adult content. Okay, let's view. Oh yeah, it's all can't. It's all like GoPros. She doesn't even have the good GoPros on here. She's got the knockoff ones. Yeah. But look at these full mounted horses. Oh my God. What is that? Can we read emails that are to me this too? One, this one has, look here. Darling. Did you see, do you see the, the, the black guy is weird, but the white no, guy disgusting. is disgusting. 
the, wh- the white, guys. white one has like foreskin on it. That's really gross. It's a foreskin dildo. Oh, she's she wants a, a perfume that's thirty five dollars. That's called very sexy. I bet it's, I bet it smells really good. And she wants a couple different wigs and all sorts of lingerie. Oh, the wow! I've seen the white guy. Oh my god. Kate McManus. What are you going to do with that? No head, no arms, but like pretty much the whole torso. And I mean, he's packing. This dude, sex flesh, chiseled, is, Chad. He has gone from sick. 12, from 6 to midnight right there. I wish I didn't, you didn't show me that. And we have to come up with some kind of contest where we have to take the sex flesh, chiseled, Chad male love doll picture and make it our profile picture on Twitter for at least a week. Think of some, think of some content. Or just carry do. it around on the subway. I should do that. <laughs> and I wish you would. Eight inch belt bendable dildo. I think they're underselling it there. It looks massive. Yeah, Man. that looks huge. Ribbed anal tunnel. What is, what's that for? <laughs> it's cool how we've segued from real dong talk to like dildo dong oh, talk. Let's blame Dean for this. Uh, uh, so Dean, no, we never have. I've never... No. I've never bought anybody anything. This is actually the first wish list I've ever looked at. There are so many dicks. Oh my god. <laughs> sex sex flesh tranny Terry why love would, doll. Why does this person want all this, this stuff? This one's got look at this. Why She's this improving her web content. Okay. Uh, a lot of web content. Okay. Gotcha. What's going on? What's going on here? Can you describe for our listeners what you're looking at right here on the sex um, flesh it's tranny? It's a very um feminine torso with some Big boobs, yeah, and a fully erect penis, yes, as well. All connected to the same body. (laughs) So that's a thing you can get down with. Y'all, some freaks out there, right? Just have normal sex. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Oh, there's there's only three left in stock. Two hundred six sixty five. Should we pick it up? There's only three. Yes, that's cheap. Yeah, that's not bad. Wow. Um, there's a lube called Spunk. If you're into that. No, that's an, disgusting. There's another lube called Jizz Water. No. Jesus Christ, what is going on? This is a whole world that I was not is that aware like of. Like black water, but uh, right, but a it's, little more it's, sensual. Yeah, it's jizz. Spunk. Uh, okay, thanks for that, Dean. Hey, Ed and Brian, the hot weather is wreaking havoc on my sex organ. Do I need to become quote puts gold bond powder on my nuts, guy? To get some relief around here. Do you have any other suggestions? Thanks. That's from Preston and Coronado. Oh, by the way, I like when people put where they're from on here. Re- referencing that yeah, email from too. the beginning of the show. I like to know where people are from. Um, I, you obviously haven't been listening. You're not a team every episode guy, Preston, because uh, I'm I'm the fucking gold bond king. I've been, I've been bonding every day, sometimes multiple times a day. From the jump, I can't remember even when I started on talc, but I'm a regular talker. Kate, can you attest to that? You've seen me. Do yeah, I talc you, up? You get talc powder everywhere. Yeah, ex- especially where? You where spray it all around. Where do I mostly get it? On your balls. And where else? I'm not saying. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I did it all around. I can remember the only, I only did it once in my life. One time, you've only Ed. You live in such a humid place; it would change your life. Nah, it's just not for me. uh, A buddy of mine just a couple weeks ago texted me about a new talc that's like it's like a a firmer consistency talc, supposed to last the whole day. 
I forgot what it's called, but I've been meaning to try it. So Preston, talc has my full endorsement. Go with the gold bond. I like the I like the mentholated. I like to feel a little mint. And if you go to Target, they have like a knockoff gold bond. So it's like half the price and it's the same shit. Go talc. You too, Ed. No, I'm good. No, you'll get I'm used good. to it. You'll like it. And this is this person has an agenda. This came in late, so I added it. And they this same person had a similar question during the during the Patreon show we did last week. And it's, I'm frankly, I'm not happy about it. The, 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 uh, subject line is having a go getter attitude. Brian, he spells Brian with an E Ed and sauce, not to dwell on this subject, but that's exactly what he's doing. Cause he's emailing about it every week. That is dwelling. That's the, Definition Brian with an E. Well, That's uh, Brian Taylor. Yeah, ex- the pitcher. Yeah, who punched with his pitching okay. arm. Yeah. Get on with it. You're too far away from the microphone. Well, by I've the way. sat here from yeah. two emails that no, weren't even for me. No, you're involved. Yeah, in this. but I you got, you involved, you got in involved in the world of giant dildos. Yeah, you saw that <laughs> tranny sex doll. Brian, Ed, and Sauce. Not to dwell on this subject, but there is a lot to unpack, and you really should have had an entire show about this. Okay. <laughs> The job that Lisa Bizzle totally passed on, even though she's probably doing it. Say you decided to unload your butt on camera for money. Do you stop at one client or do you embrace your now small business and find other clients to send the same video of you? I can't even believe I'm going to say this word. Cockying. Oh, no. No. I hate you, Paul. And potentially exponentially <laughs> increase your profits from each movement. I'll hang up and take your answers off the air. Love, Paul. Um, I mean, if you do it, if you're if gonna you do, do it, it once, then you just you just take the one video and you market it, right? And no one can right. tell it's you. There doesn't have to be a specialness to the video. Just send it to everyone. Yeah, you send it to the one once guy you, once you've done it. Do you think they share though? They probably go on Reddit or no, 4chan. but like one person might want multiple videos, and he, right. then you would have to do different videos. But you can also sell that, those you can, clients. You can sell those videos to different people and just say they're for them. Yeah, you can. Right. You know how they say in movies, the first kill is the hardest. Yeah. So I feel it's like it this. It's a like, lot easier once you've done. It just gets easier. Um. <laughs> Fancy sauce seems I'm not displeased. I'm not even. She's just looking at me. (laughs) So gross. Um, Paul, Paul, enough um, butts and things that come out of butts. I know you're fixated on that topic. Can you please stop emailing my podcast about caca? I can't believe this is Paul caca walk off. Yeah. He's a, he's a bad guy. He's, he's got an agenda. <laughs> he's in it for himself. Okay, let's get closer to the microphone because you're probably very difficult to hear from over there and people are going to complain. Tell me what is going on in the world of pop culture. For those of you that might be new to the show, Fancy Sauce comes on and she tells us everything that is going on in the world of celebrity news, gossip, relationships, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Kate, or as we like to call it, the news. The real news. The real news. Kate, what is going on Beta in the Beta Housekeeping, though, I'd like to just give Lee Peterson a shout out. This guy's a great guy. For quadruple, sorry, tripling 
Oh my goodness. His, his Patreon. Oh, what a hero. What Legend. A massive, massive hero. Because he was probably really stoked on that show we did just for you guys last week. Patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. Uh, All right, let's get into on? it. Yeah. Um, Clooney, George Clooney. Oh my God, I heard about in this. In Sardinia, this. had quite a serious yes. scooter accident. Yep. He was thrown 20 feet from his scooter. Um, broke the windshield of the car that yeah. pulled out in front of him and was um, thrown over the car onto the road and was um, raced to the mm-hmm. hospital. I don't, I don't know what the laws are um, mm-hmm. in Sardinia. I don't know if they have any. It didn't. They weren't very fair to Amanda Knox, but um, this this person should be hung from the nearest tree for treating our yeah, guy Clooney in such a way. Um, he was doing 60 miles per hour, thrown 20 feet in the air. Um, oh, Jesus. But luckily, he's going to be okay. He I doesn't have any life-threatening injuries. How's his, how's his face? Yeah. Is the face we okay? We don't know. Oh, we my God. We haven't been told. Oh, my God. I know. What about... What about what? What about his cock? Is there any word? Are there any injuries to his penis? Why are you worried about his penis? Because well, that's the second most important part of George yeah, Clooney. It's been so many places. It's got such oh. a story to tell. It would be these a, balls could talk. A shame if it received any damage. George Clooney is beautiful. He's fifty-seven. Ah, He's gotten beautiful, quite old. Suddenly, it's kind of on the older side to have like a couple of babies. He's got babies. But He's got twins. He does. Like year old with a thirty-seven to fifty-seven. Oh my god. Have been his best looking years. Yeah, he's well. The world needed to catch up to him because when he was on Facts of Life, he was like in his twenties and he looked Goofy. old as fuck. But yeah. then, then the, nobody wants to hang out with the the handyman. He was. Yeah. That's what he played on. Yeah, that's a problem. He was ahead of his time. Same with John Hamm. John Hamm couldn't get cast in anything because he t- looked too fucking old. And then all of a sudden, the world caught up to him. And now look at him. He's fucking he's balls deep, probably this minute because he's so goddamn beautiful. Um, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Thoughts and prayers to pr- Clooney, by the way. Yeah, we're pulling for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, Kylie Jenner is known for her um, lip fillered. Yeah, she's got big fake lips. She's fake got big lips. fake tits, fake lips. She made a lot of money with those lip kits. Lip kits. That's just makeup, though. She would put. The lip gloss and lipstick on her big lips. Yep, big ass lips. And photograph them on her Instagram account. And she is so made, rich. She's, she's built an empire on those lips, which she has been injecting with fillers since she was seventeen. She just posted a picture on her on her Instagram, looking more like her natural self. Um, and she chimed in in the comment section that she has quit using fillers Holy altogether. Shit. Um, and a fan has said, yes, Kylie, you look stunning, stunning with more natural looking lips. I stand this. We stand. We stand. I, I agree. Had to I Google, also stand. I had to Google stand. Yeah. Do you know what stand means? It's Yeah, it's that song that Eminem, Ed's favorite rapper Eminem did, where he's like, Stan was my homie, and we <laughs> yeah. used to hang so out. What, it's like what, right, he's what talking context? about writing a letter. So what, is, what, is that, what does that person mean if that's the context you think Stan we is? Stand, like they all stand, they, oh yeah, yeah, right, Ed's right, he's an obsessive fan. And then and then Dido comes in and she's like, That's a good Dido song. I got out of bed. All right. Well, you're sort of right. It's a it's a combo of the words stalker and fan. 
Oh, we stand. So I saw I saw this on Twitter today, and I saw somebody say, "Look, she's just using less filler. Yeah, she's not." And so that's kind of she bullshit. hasn't taken all the filler. It's out of kind. It's kind of like when Pamela Anderson, Pamela Anderson, back in the day when she's like, "I got my breast implants taken out." Well, no, you just got your breast. You got your huge breast implants taken out and smaller ones put in. You know, you still have breast implants. They're just smaller than they were before. That's the right. tasteful ones. Yeah, more tasteful. Okay, well, while we're talking about- I like a tasteful, if you have to have an implant, I like a tasteful one, but I'll tell you this, if it's up to me, go natural. I like a natural look, natural, like preference. Here's the preferences. A, top of the list, number one preference, natural large. <laughs> number two- Second. Flat chested. No, hold on. Don't, don't jump the gun. Number two, second favorite. Pancake droopy. Natural medium. <laughs> Banana loopers. <laughs> third favorite, third favorite breast. <laughs> Inverted nipples. Natural oh. teardrop. Teardrop. Okay. Followed. Can we, can we move on? Followed then by large implants. Okay. Large implants, fourth on the list. Mm-hmm. Large over like a normal size? Like triple H kind of thing? No, 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 You know, like D's, like a D cup. <laughs> like Morgana, the kissing bandit. Yes, exactly. Just oh, like her. Thank God that you've told us all what your like long list of boob preferences. You know what I like? You're welcome. All shapes and sizes. Yeah, me too, but I, I just gave you the order and of preference. as a coworker used to tell me, they're real if you can touch them. Yeah. Well, hashtag me too. This feels like a bit of a macroaggression. What do you mean? Just having a conversation. That's what we do here. We're podcasters. Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? I was going to say, while we're on the topic of children, I have some other news. Justin Bieber took to his Instagram to confirm his engagement to Haley Baldwin. I feel like he just got back together with Selena Gomez. Me too. Me too. Not that long ago. Yep. And now he's professing his love to Haley and uh, she's 21, he's 24. Yeah. They both love Jesus. Seems so, like it's going to go really well. I did see something about that where they're in this, like, I think the guy's Aussie. They're in some fucking, the, the grasp of some Aussie pastor. Yeah. Hillsong Church, some yeah. rock and roll pastor. Yeah. And Chris 100%. Pratt is a, a follower. And I'm, That's the biggest turnoff that you've told me that about Chris Pratt. Because now I'm just like. I can never look at him the same way. Same here. Look, Sorry. look. If you if you have religion in your life, I think that's great. I think I support you a hundred percent. Good th- on you. I think you should have that. That said, if you have a rock and roll pastor, you need to rethink your situation and just know that you're in a cult. Yeah, like just be honest just, with yourself. Everybody, if you're going to church, go to a black church. They seem like the most fun. Mm-hmm. I've seen James Brown. He gets 100%. up on stage. He does the preaching. Like, if you're going to go to a church, hundred percent black rate rankings of churches. Number one, <laughs> black church, mm-hmm. gospel church. B, Ari Krishnas. They chant. They eat vegetarian. They live by us. They we me- can. Yeah, we they can meditate. Go they walk around and chant. I like the Hari Krishnas. <laughs> oh, I didn't know they they were still out there. Oh yeah, they're out and, out and about. D. I don't know. Might have to switch this up. The Belgian Trappist monks, where they make the beer. They don't say much. They got some strong ass beer. Go hang out with them. If you could, if you're allowed to join, do that. 
Right. Not very chatty. Where does the um four the Rajneeshis, the orange people, Dalai Lama? Where do they fit in? Whatever that is, Tibetan Buddhism. Tibet. Uh, I don't where know. Where does Rajneesh? I don't know. If are they still doing their thing? Michael Sh- there. It's the the documentary mm-hmm. was too long. Uh, okay. What else, Kate? All right. Yep. Move it on. Yeah. Is there more? More dildo stories? To rush you. This is a this story annoyed the shit out of me. I don't mean to rush you. Do you know which story annoyed me? Brian sent me some stories. Um, was it the this one? Hold on, hold on. This I don't one remember has what the stories me were. So much because the person it's about. Yeah, you hate. It's just such a fucking wanker. Wanker. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember what stories I sent you. Blink-182 bassist and uh, singer Mark oh, this is, Hoppus. Uh, this, is, um, this is Ed's story. Massive tool. Ed sent me this. He's so <laughs> in love with himself. So self-satisfied. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mark Hoppus is very active on Twitter, mm-hmm. and people kiss his fucking ass mm-hmm. like he's they some sure kind do, of fucking rock sure god. Do. And he was in Blink-182, which is a fucking horrible it's a band. shit band. See, I have to be honest blink 182 was from the same era maybe not the same sound but i i can't pick them apart because i did not listen to a lot of non-rap in this era right. it was like limp biscuit was going on no, no. and um but, but i'm saying all pop in, punk. no but all of the fallout boy there was a lot in the early 2000s yeah. there was just no reason to listen to any of this rock i agree I would say that I would say that Blink One Eighty Two, while horrible, is better than those two bands that you just mentioned. But they're still awful. I'm just saying I avoided everything. And that was that was when Jay Z was coming on the scene, so I didn't pay attention to anything with a guitar. We're still being subjected to them, and they have a twenty five night residency in Las Vegas that they've just had to postpone because drummer Travis Barker, a name I should have forgotten by now, has. Blood clots like Ed Daly. Is that the one that almost died in the car in the plane crash? Yeah, with DJ AM. Right, DJ AM died. Yeah, I knew him. Nice guy. Oh, hold on. <laughs> incoming, incoming. <laughs> so stupid. K McMahon is permanently PM for DJ AM. <laughs> Okay, my David Grant has just dropped a name. DJ AM, do you uh, RIP? Obviously, any, he's dating somebody famous, right? Nicole Richie. Any um, any word on the potential? And this is in the this is when he was still alive. Obviously, the volume of his orgasms was he? No, I don't know that. Was he a loudcomer? I don't know. That. DJ AM. Also, I don't like that word. Don't Adam, ask me. Adam something was his name. Adam Allen. Adam sounds right. Alan. Nobody's named Alan. People's names are that's, Alan. That, no, that's an older name than Ed. I know. I know an Alan. You don't know anybody we do, under. We know, yes. we know an I, know Alan. An, I know an Ed. Somebody know, under seventy <laughs> named Alan. Ed. I know a Gary. He's been on the show. Gary Doberman. No, Gary is not. In the, that's Alan. an old timey name. Gary. Ed, Gary. Ed. Alan. It's pretty old timey, but Alan. I can't imagine there's somebody under 70 named, and I'm saying this as an Ed. I get yeah, I've got yeah, an old man's Ed's name, but, old fucking name. but Alan, I feel like Alan Alda might be the youngest Alan out there. What about Al? Um, I don't think Ed's, I know some little Al kids Franken. called Ed, and I think it's cute. You do? Okay. What is he, 70? Al Fra- well, Al Franken's younger than Alan Alda, that's all I'm saying. But he's okay. old. He's old. Fair. Fair. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? All right. Do you want to hear the story D- that I started? Oh, yeah. DJ AM. 
No, Blink-182 bassist and singer Mark Hoppus claims he gave a Navy admiral some ideas on how to capture former Iraqi President Saddam Hussein when he was on the run. Hoppus made the claim Tuesday in a response to a Twitter user's question, what's the least plausible story about yourself that's true? Oh, my God. Um, See, people are asking him questions on Twitter. Leave him alone. He then followed up. Do you want me to tell you like his whole plan for capturing Saddam Hussein? Give us the Cliff's Notes. Basically, he said um, at the time when he was Saddam was hiding, he was continuously releasing videotape messages to his followers. So Mark's idea was to have trucks with big speakers drive around blasting oh, then you can... time code just out of frequency Dude. range of human hearing, but within the dynamic range of the video camera's microphone. This is how this is how so they got that... Shia LaBeouf's flag. <laughs> On 4chan. This is the exact method they used. <laughs> so that when Saddam released a tape, he would have inadvertently recorded the time code. Using the time code, you could go back and pinpoint a general radius from where the truck was. And then With zero that information, in. you start the research. Yeah. Also, knowing the general area of the recording, you could bring in more trucks to canvas there. And if you don't find him and he released another videotape message, you can use oh the God. multiple trucks oh time codes for triangulation, oh, yeah. revealing his exact location. I mean, it's a pretty good can idea. Can you imagine explaining this to like, a, like an admiral? But that's Navy been the admiral? plot of many things. Oh, it has? Has it? Yes. I only know it from, the, from when 4chan. I'm exhausted from having to read when that. When 4chan twice. found Shia LaBeouf's flag because it was on, because <laughs> it was on a radio lab episode. <laughs> Uh, well, that's actually a pretty good idea. I mean, I don't feel like it's very original. Also, Iraq is huge. It's not a good idea. It's a stupid idea. Iraq's massive. Boy, that's Saddam Hussein. He really got fucked over. Like, he had things going pretty good. He had some palaces. He had a bunch of porno VHS tapes. Yeah, he was like, shit was going good for him. He would ha- he just kept murdering people to keep them in line. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a dictator. Things were going good. And then this... That the the project for the new American century, they're like, oh, we we need to start some shit in the in the Middle East. We got a fucking idea. Let's just let's say this guy's got some shit. And they say that Saddam Saddam Hussein might not e- have even known he didn't have WMDs. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Osama bin Laden yeah, had the either. VHS tapes. Yeah, both of them. I feel my like- favorite capture was Khalid Sheikh Mohammed with that giant. Um, Stretched out white T-shirt. Yeah, remember he had yeah. the giant yeah. neck hole. I feel like they did. Like they did. They did that on Saturday Night Live at one point. It was pretty funny. Uh, okay, Kate. What else is going on? This isn't much of a story, but just interesting that um, it was thought. It was believed that Anthony Bourdain's estate was worth about sixteen million, but it turns out that when he died, he was worth just one point two million. I- I find that impossible to believe. It's crazy, right? It's impossible to believe. And what I imagine that is because at he was, you know, he had probably given his wife a lot of his money and he was never divorced, but there, he probably had a lot of assets that weren't in his name. It's also strange that, so he left everything to his daughter, um, but then his will stated that in the event that his daughter died before he did the money would have gone to the daughter's nanny. Yeah. Not his, oh. not the mother his or mo- the girlfriend or whoever. His, his mother is still alive. So he, I thought that he was has a living mother. I thought that was um, he's, he's got something going on with the, the nanny. The guy, the guy was on TN, TNT. The guy was on CNN. This guy's had a TV show for 15 years. He's written 
five bestsellers at least. He but is, I would bet the the, the bestseller speaking engagement stuff was way more lucrative than CNN probably wasn't right. the most lucrative thing from it. They on, picked right. up his my cost, favorite cooking he, show, The yeah. Taste. Yeah, he's he was a wealthy guy. And there's, network, there's no network there's, show. He probably made a million dollars at least a year. Much well, more. I would say much more. Maybe that's bad reporting. Yeah. I just I just feel like they don't have all the facts. Yeah. Let's see what that nanny looks like. Yeah, she might not be bad. What's, what's her name? We'll Google her. Does she, have a, does she have an Amazon wish list? You must be very close to the nanny. Well, she's probably trying to, like, murder the daughter now. The, um... Myra... No, there must be very close. Cuisone. Myra Cuisone. Oh. She doesn't sound hot. Oh, Let's see images. Not hot. Although, uh, yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's mostly pictures of uh, Anthony Bourdain. All right. Yeah. Um, moving on. Here's another story oh, yeah. about money. Quentin Tarantino is blocking the sale of the Weinstein Company um, yeah. and demanding he's filed papers demanding that the sale be halted until he receives over four million in unpaid royalties yeah. from the Weinstein Company. I heard a lot. There's he a lot of people with their hands out. He claims he's due the cash for yeah. Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, Hateful Eight, and Grindhouse Death Proof. Yeah. So um, things are getting more sticky for the wine scene uh, company. I don't think he's going to see any of that. Bankrupt company Write was set. Um, the sale was set at 310 million. It's since been reduced to 287 million. So we'll see where that yeah. um, pans out. Sorry, buddy. You're shit out of luck. He also he also admits that um, in terms of Harvey, I knew enough to yeah, do more than knew. I did. He, he was more there was more to it than just a normal room as a normal gossip. It wasn't secondhand. I knew he did a couple of these things. Is there any discussion of his transition into Jaws <laughs> from Moonraker? Because I mean, he's Richard Keel. Richard Keel. He's looking <laughs> fucking exactly like him these days. Uh, yeah, we should do a side by side on the I did Facebook. An, I did in a tweet like a few years ago at the Oscars, and it was stunning. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that it, Kate? Yes, that's it for is the news anything, today. Is there anything else you would like to discuss? Your fans hate it when I rush you off the show. Should we look at more pictures of dildos? You know what? I bet Kennard would come through mm-hmm. if Kate came up with an Amazon wish list. Oh yeah, yeah, Kennard would pick something up for. Her. Did you, do you want to make a wish list of some of your favorite dildos slash sex dolls slash lingerie and wigs? What is wrong with you? Well, that's what people put on their wish list. I don't know. That's not what's going to be on my wish list. Uh, what would be on yours? I don't know. Twelve you don't webcams, know? twelve torsos, I don't know. like a duvet cover. Yeah. Just pillow covers. Dare to dream. Ed, we cannot go. We have fucking so many different covers for the pillows on our couch. And every time we go to any kind of like home shop or, you know, like we'll be just out and about in a uh, traveling or whatever, we'll go into a home shop and Kate will be over thumbing through more fucking pillow covers. And she's like, I think we need these. We have so many fucking pillows on our bed, so many pillows on our couch. And all she does is buy more. It's all it's all fucking textiles around here. We can never be too prepared for this Textiles all over everything. Well then why yeah. why shower at night? You get you have disposable uh bed linen. No, then too bad I don't have a nanny to leave them all then, to. Then Ed, one day I come I come home and my fucking pillow's gone. And I'm like, Hey, where's my pillow? And she's like, Oh no, you're ruining it. And I go, 
by putting my head on it to sleep at night. And she's like, yeah, uh, I'll get you a new one. Fucked it up. Yeah, I was fucking up a pillow, which is made to put your head on to sleep, um, which is what I was doing with this it. This podcast is not a platform for you to make me sound crazy. She, yeah, she, you're ruining my pillow. You, what? No, I was just sleeping on it with my head. I just placed my head on it at night to sleep. Like Mr. Is it a Mr. Pillow kind of pillow? No, she has that pillow though. The the Trump supporter pillow. She has it, but she doesn't like it. <laughs> Didn't like it. I gave it to you. She, yeah, she goes. She she cycles through pillows because she's got neck issues. So she'll get a new pillow for her neck. I have one of these stays cool pillows. I have that one. Yeah, she yeah she has this one. <laughs> Pretty sweet. She also it's the best pillow. She, like the very heavy memory foam. Yes, yeah, real heavy. Yeah. To like temper Yes. Oh, I love that. Yes, pillow. she also yeah, I'm a fan. she also has one that prevents wrinkles. It's a it's a very it's like a satiny. No, it's, it's a pillow slip with a satin. Yes, satin it's the pillow it's, slip. Ed, it's just you have no idea. The pillow pillow apocalypse. I'm I'm going to be on hoarders and they're going to be like, oh my God, is it newspapers and cat shit? And I'll be like, no, it's fucking pillows. And they they won't be able, there'll just be a path through my house of just pillows. Okay, that's it. You're welcome. Four. Excellent job all the way around, guys. Great juggalo stuff. Ed, you watched that episode of 227. It's amazing. (laughs) That seems like three episodes ago. Crazy. Um. For Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 227. How's the song go, Ed? There's no No place place like home. home. With your family around you, you're never alone. There ain't no place like we should probably wrap it up. All right, PJK. Uh, for Ed Daily, for Kate McManus, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 227 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you next week. We Goodbye. sure will.